0: To Kyle and Dave oh, wow. versus The Machine, my I name I even know is Kyle. It. Yeah, I'm Dave. And I'm The Machine. This was wow. a podcast where a sentient machine was forcing each season to watch movies from a specific year in order to prevent it from starting the apocalypse. It's past tense. That year just so happened to be the year 2018 and we're ending with a bang because the machine still threatens our lives if we don't review the films it asks us to. Although, we do tend to talk about the ideas of the movie rather than the movie itself. Today, we're gonna be watching the movie Game Night. Nice,
1: Game Night.
0: We're down to two teams. So for double points, what is the name of the purple Teletubby? Tinky Winky. You're both correct. He always carried a... Uh...
2: Red purse.
0: Ooh, I'm a rebel, just for kicks Max is very competitive, as am I. It's one of the reasons I fell in love with him. Oh, it's easy. He was an Incredible Hulk. Eric, Eric Bana. Other one. Mark Ruffalo. Other one. Lou
1: Ferrigno. Primal Fear. Richard Gere never played the Incredible Hulk.
0: Time. Jesus Christ. Ed Norton. Oh, oh Primal Fear. Oh.
1: Guys, what do you say we do this at my house next week? This will be a game night to remember.
0: Oh boy. Mm. I do want to just call out that um, previous guest of the show.
1: Yeah, <laughs> remember <yeah>. our, our <laughs> previous guest? I was like, I, you're going to have to edit that out, I guess. It's pretty disrespectful. Andrew Scott. Andrew Scott. Andrew yes. Scott. He. Andrew did. Scott.
0: I, I don't want to just blow past this That's on our hot. very last episode. The mics episode. are hot. The mics are hot. That um, he really wanted us to talk about the movie Predator that came out in 2018. Uh, Oh, the reboot? The reboot. With Adrian Brody? No. No. That's Predators. Oh, okay, okay. That came out in 2018. There was another reboot that came out called Predator, directed by the original writer. What? Of it. Um,
1: Hold on. Yeah, keep talking. I'm letterboxing it. It's considered
0: awful yeah. like absolutely atrociously bad a predator
1: oh wow that picture that's a picture
0: that is a picture yeah <laughs> shane black there's no way that's shane black who uh got his uh was brought back into hollywood by doing kiss kiss bang bang and then oh did iron man 3 and then i just so... watched kiss kiss bang bang and mm-hmm. i don't know it's still fun <laughs> Wow. That doesn't hold up that well. Olivia Munn's in it. Well, there you know. There you know it's good. I'm banger. Anyways, he wanted us really so much to talk about that movie. Okay. And unfortunately, we're just not gonna have time. I have not watched it. You have not watched it. But based on the picture I've seen of it, terrible. It lo- <laughs> it does look absolutely awful. It's
1: on Disney Plus. It is on
0: Disney Plus, which I no longer what a have. Miss. So
1: what a miss. I'm just like just these this photograph that they've put on letterboxed and uh like look at the size of this predator's head it is fucking enormous have you seen prey though what's no i haven't yet no it's on my it's on
0: like the ever growing wish list of my life it is i think pretty solid yeah that's the reviews i've heard um i'm I'm not gonna say great but it's pretty solid uh it does it's my little bit of a soapbox in that it uh I don't think it does night scenes very well but that's like every hollywood Lighting, movie you mean? Okay. yes there's yeah. a whole scene that's like i have no idea what's happening okay. on the screen right now but 75 percent of that movie is great okay. that i really really enjoy so i'm willing to forgive part of that at predators least. go
1: back in time
0: i this weirdly enough i just this is completely off course but i need to say it i think i might even say it on this very podcast yes yes um for both the Predator series, series in quotes, and the Terminator series, the Terminator be specifically, yeah. it always wants to keep going further and further into the future yeah, after yeah. Judgment Day. I'm yeah. like, nah, go back into the past. Have a Terminator show up in the old west. Yeah. I just think it'd be a fun little- So much sand. <laughs> Right? exactly it gets Just, into the components yeah. and then they break down yeah. and they can't work anymore is my
1: wiggly chair going to come up on the mic oh absolutely well <laughs> i'm like teetering was that
0: and when that uh, fridge kicks in it's going to be blaring probably but <laughs> i, I, I our, can take it out you
1: know that's a sad day kyle
0: it's, it is uh the last of this relationship dave came to me and said absolutely not not another season i can't do it i'm sick of it i'm sick of it he's gonna let the machine blow up the world no we we're old
1: and apparently have to make money it's embarrassing Mm. why can't we just live in the halcyon days of meeting once a week no more than once a week and just like watch dumb movies
0: why can't that be our life? The easiest things that we still could. Now we just don't have to record and I don't have to edit them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> which would be fun. We just live broadcast everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't believe you used to use the word halcyon. I, I, worked it, I worked it in there.
2: I'm impressed either of you have survived this long. We
0: have some stuff to get through here, of course. Of course, of course of as course. this is our last episode. But before we do, we should probably talk about the film that we are here to discuss, which is a yes, game that we yes. actually just sat on my couch. I know, it's like the first it's the first three weeks pre-covid that was their plan that was what we were supposed to do yeah yeah and we watched i don't know whatever those great 99 movies were we saw our first episode being she's all that right varsity blues i think was episode two and did we get to the third one before yeah i I want to say it was cruel intentions was number three
1: something like that yeah and then the virus said no no yeah basically
0: no. we watched the matrix and then the world shut down it
1: really is kind of what happened it's telling mm-hmm. so now we've uh closed the loop and closed the loop by sitting on your couch mm-hmm. with your tiny tv it's like 12 inches it's fucking small <laughs> all right all
0: right i mean <laughs> it, it it's a grower kind a of shower dave it's, it does its job Yeah,
1: you turn it on and it's fine it's fine. No, um, yeah, it was nice. It was nice. And then Kyle told me he had a bag of bondage stuff. So I just okay. waiting for that to happen.
0: A partly joking, <laughs> but, but B the neighbors here are probably just going to be wondering, it's like, oh, is that someone that has, uh, we've actually seen before coming to his house? Nice. Which that was Yo. not true, but uh, wow. is kind of my oh. life right now. Um, So, game night. So real. Okay. Tell me about game night. Tell me what your thoughts and feelings are. This (laughs)
1: is my second viewing. Uh, Hilarious. Hilarious. We uh, definitely did some loling. I didn't roll on a floor, but uh, I suppose if we were watching on the floor, we may have. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Could have raffled.
1: Takes a lot. Takes a lot to roll on a floor. Everybody's good. Can I just ask,
0: uh, as an interruption, have you ever in your life, life typed out. L-O-L or R-F-O-L or whatever, uh, any one of those acronyms yeah. and have actually laughed? Like, did you actually laugh and then write that out? Or he's like, uh, That's, that was a humorous thing. I can, I'm i just acknowledging that you said something humorous, so I'm going to mm, write LOL.
1: Well, LOL, maybe. I'm sure, I don't know. Do I LOL? Or did this
0: air come out of your nose? That's basically what I'm asking. Well, for
1: you. a long time, just because I am who I am, I would type out, ha, 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 because I don't like
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, the country. But... Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, you should be texting things that you're not doing, right? That would be would <laughs> be a breach of character. It would be, be a mm-hmm. breach of trust. So if I'm not actually finding humorous, I'll just say, I, I guess that's fine. I would type that out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's fine. Send. <laughs> Acceptable.
1: Moderately humorous.
0: IDTF. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very specific question. Do you do you need a date and time or? No, no. i just saying that's like <laughs> I would say that uh, just to tell on myself here. A good ninety-five percent of the time, anytime I write "ha ha," or any of those types of things, I'm not actually laughing. I'm no. like I'm just acknowledging that you said something funny, and I want you to know that you said something funny. Wow. Well, so I'll be combing through our text chain, you mm-hmm. fucking prick. And Here's the real way yeah. to
1: know if i really don't like it i will write haha ha, period <laughs> end of story do not After reply <laughs> nice Ha ha. period <laughs> nice formal no it's good a good movie uh hilarious i just i was telling kyle as we were starting it i we had a brief dance with crave for one month because it costs money which is awful. for
0: comedian listeners that is a subscription oh, service right. That you can get that basically suppose, yeah. gives you some Canadian channels. It's HBO. a little of.
1: bit of uh, Showtime stars, interestingly mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. Three years too late. And then they have their own little slew of uh, films. Original programming, too. Yeah. And then original programming. Uh, anyways, so Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and. Uh, Jack from
0: Will and and Grace, yeah.
1: Oh, no, yeah, that's right. Not Jack, the Will and Grace guy. What the fuck's his name?
0: Well, it's Jack from Will and Grace, but uh, his name is... I thought he was going to come to me. It's not coming. coming. Apparently,
1: they have a very famous podcast. You would probably know better than I. Yeah. And uh, they did a live tour. uh, And so I got to see Jason Bateman sort of behind the uh, curtain, although it's still on camera. And he is the exact character. Uh, that he portrays in Game Night. He is, uh, and,
0: and on the rest of development and any of his other shows that he's... <laughs> he's just
1: himself. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, what a career resurgence because as the connoisseur mm. of late 80s to mid 90s sitcoms, yeah, yeah. where I watched pretty much everything that was on television, <laughs> like just people ask those th- questions about like, do you remember the show that lasted like five episodes? I'm like, yes, I do. Because oh, wow. I watched it. Is, like embedded. <laughs> I, like, yeah. I couldn't off the dome as soon as you start describing, like oh yeah 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 i watched that yeah wow. it was bad that's why it got canceled after five episodes mm-hmm. i of course was a watcher of the hogan family oh, wow. which would the, originally was called valerie but then became called the hogan family but was uh, it
1: canceled like roseanne barr
0: well no it starred um uh oh my god uh valerie something that's yeah. why it was called valerie and then because of a pay dispute, she left after the first season, uh, but the rest of the family stuck uh, around. Okay, So it just became known as the Hogan family. Anyways, Justin Bateman was, like, was an actor on that show. So that's how I knew him originally. Okay, And so years so 12
1: later, or something, yeah.
0: years later, uh, being the right age and the right time, people telling me is like, you need to watch Arrested Development. Yeah, like, you're going to love it. And just like everyone else, this is like not a new thing. You watch the first couple episodes and you're like i guess like it's kind of funny mm. and then it starts to build on itself and build on itself and build on itself and then pretty soon you think it's the funniest thing that's ever been yeah, made
1: it is the funniest and well, it is, well
0: the first three seasons are yeah, some yeah. of the funniest things that yeah. have ever been made uh and i stand firmly behind that i love payoffs that take a season and a half to come back they're good Super Super it's yeah. so good you know they and, have spreadsheet they definitely have a spreadsheet and again being the sitcom connoisseur as i was the references to old stuff that kind of just breeze past you and the references to ron howard being opie on the Andy the show and stuff like that lovely Some dynamite like again
1: lol and 80% all the of
0: the people there age wouldn't even pick up on it but for me it's like this is so good <laughs> this is so funny so yeah but you, it like just like a completely different character being like smart alecky um sarcastic but apparently that's his real personality switched. so it's like a match made like in heaven it.
1: there's a whole bit where he talks about how you have to take a shit in the morning and then a shower before <laughs> you have breakfast otherwise how can you function as a human being <laughs> and everybody else is like what the fuck are you talking about are you a role Robot? are you a fucking machine and he's like yeah yeah he's he also uh yeah preemptively eats digestive what is it oh
0: i saw this clip on yeah, somewhere yeah, yeah yeah. that's just who he's is. a fucking weirdo yes, what you're saying.
1: yeah um no, it's great. I like Rachel McAdams a lot. Uh, yes she's
0: hilarious. I need to say this on podcast because I've been shouting it ever since I saw Are You There, God It's Me. Mm, Margaret, yeah, she yeah. plays the mother in that in that movie. And she's uh, gonna get, uh, in a Just World, she would be winning Best Supporting Actress wow. this year. Wow. I don't think she's even gonna be nominated, to be really honest. But just a wonderful, wonderful performance in Look, that movie.
1: I, I, so you've watched uh, I don't know, two thousand films this year. <laughs> What what makes you choose one role, uh, mm-hmm. one performance as a must-have one? There's so many other yeah. Women there's some that great performances out there. I'm not saying stuff. that there's yeah.
0: like uh, everyone else is doing a bad performance. I just think I tend to love performances that are strong but subdued, meaning that you are putting a lot of work into this, but it's not showy, it's not flashy. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm about to counter out, can- contradict myself they here a do. lot, yeah, because Killian Murphy and Oppenheimer is like the epitome of showing off, and the, that's my favorite like lead performance uh, this year. I see. But for most things, like that's why I like from the holdovers, What's it? Paul, Paul Giamatti. Giamatti. Paul Giamatti's yeah. performance is so nice because it's like there's like one scene he yells at, but most of it is like simmering under the under thing. That's a Paul Giamatti Anger. thing, though. Paul or... Giamatti yeah, performance, yeah. Yeah. but I think uh, for her. In particular, there's this one scene where she's talking to her daughter, who I think is 11 or 12. Yeah. I'm trying to remember 12, the book too, or the right. movie. I think she's 11 or 12, right? Because she's going through, about to get through puberty and stuff like that. The subtext being that she, the mother, has married a Jewish man and her parents kicked her out of the house basically because she chose to marry a jewish man okay okay, okay. and she tells her daughter this is like why don't we ever talk to your parents at christmas time and stuff that's going up it's like well my parents don't want to talk to me anymore it's like well because your father's jewish and she doesn't get into like being mean but you can tell that she's holding back tears to the mm. entire conversation and then her daughter walks out so and like the devastation so. basically yeah. like yeah. overcomes her type of thing yeah. and i think it's just like I think there was a different way you could have portrayed that scene Mm, where she's like crying through it all or like being like super histrionic and she decided to go the other way and like be small in her movements and Mm. I think it totally pays off. All right, nerd. Uh,
1: Mm. Yeah, good. I haven't seen it, so I can't critique your...
0: Totally recommend it to everyone. It's, uh, It's one of those things, being the Oscar fanboy that I am. Basically anything that comes out in the first half of the year it's just, just not going to be remembered by yeah. the end of it. And it's too bad because there's sometimes lovely movies that come out in the first half that just can't sustain the momentum mm. for, for an entire year. And I think that's going to be one of the ones that goes by the wayside. Hello. Which also gets me a little bit interested in Dune coming out in March because like, I don't know if that's going to be enough <laughs> sway to get to the to the end of the year for yeah. for anything.
1: Well, I wonder. I mean, obviously, Hollywood's been reeling with this whole SAG after shit. Yeah. So, all of these things that you rely on, like I said, these schedules, they yeah. may have all gone to the wayside now. Well, that
0: is actually yeah. true. This year, we'll probably see some of that where they might hold on to some of their backlog. Through, but there's going to be a couple of months that are going to be bare. I think this summer will be a little bare. Yeah. <laughs> or instead of like whatever, so worried about, a big movie coming out every week, it uh, might be like it's, a bit it's, of gaps it's here so and there.
1: Sick. Like the, you have an industry that plays itself to award itself.
0: Oh, I know. Yes. Yeah, Sure. Hey, you're Late ta- stage capitalism. You're, you're talking to the guy who just organized an <laughs> award show for Southern Alberta.
1: <laughs> well, you know, it's like one thing to make an award show or an event. It's another thing to play politics to win your own. Oh, pol- I see what you're saying. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And then to get caught cheating on the politics that you've instilled, like mm-hmm. on rules that you've created for yourself as an industry while bickering amongst each other. But who played it the right way?
0: I love it. <laughs> uh.
1: <laughs> Anyways, uh, uh, okay, so Rachel McAdams great. And you're, you know, you like weird people. Timothy Chalamet? 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 You, you, know have, a, Chalamet? you
0: have the hardest time with his name. And I think his last name is the easy part. What is it? It's Chalamet. So the hard part is his first name? Yeah, because you're supposed to. No one does. And he and he's said he doesn't care. Which means he cares if he says it so many times. Timote is actually how you're actually supposed to say his first name. Because no. if his stupid accent no, works, I, I go refuse. So Timothy is what everyone says. Um.
1: Anyways, uh, yeah. So Jesse Plemons in this. Is it Jesse Plemons? Why did you
0: bring up, Timothy Chalamet? Because you like weird dudes. Oh, I see what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, by the way... Not very good in Wonka, but um, I'm kind of on the outside of that bad. apparently. Yeah.
1: Well, I, <laughs> it else? looks stupid. I think we agreed on that yeah. when the trailer came out, mm-hmm. and uh, when I found it as a musical, I was like, I don't, I don't know how that works really mm-hmm. well. And you know my feelings about Willy Wonka
0: as a film. Franchise? Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah, you mistake. don't even like the good one. Um,
1: <laughs> but then uh, these reviews start pouring in. They're like, oh wow, what a revelation! It's amazing.
0: Yeah. And I went to there, and uh, my hot take. I like everything except in that movie except for Willy Wonka. Except for Timothée, <laughs> I know yeah. it's, it's. And I am like the, the Timothy Chalamet, like. Oh, Defender yeah. There's
1: like I'm surprised you're You you do not have a
0: wallpaper Or posters well, you open up that cabinet over there But <laughs> I wouldn't um, <laughs> And I'm like I don't know he, I mean, She's not doing it for me In this one mm. Olivia Colman Is so good in that just, movie yeah. She's great in everything yeah. uh, And uh, He is great Three stars asshole. No she's great in the favorite I just don't like the way it's filmed Stupid. Watch his new movie too Which you would hate you're, You would hate that movie I'm gonna
1: hate uh, Poor things Poor things Oh Let's you see. would
0: Literally absolutely hate that yeah, movie Yeah yeah
1: Well, I'm going to watch it at some point, and then we'll
0: talk about it. Not with your kid in the room, you're not (laughs) going to. No, of course not.
1: (laughs) I'm not going to watch a Yorgo's Lanthimos film with your nine-year-old. No. We stretch already. We watched, uh, I watched Edge of Tomorrow with him. Oh, how'd that go? It was good, because the monsters, he freaked out the first time, the monster, because it melts Tom Cruise's face. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember that. It's quite uh, visceral. But uh, it went well, because...
0: uh, Humans don't die in the gory way.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: That's why I hate that movie. But
0: But, yes, you're right. Jesse Plemons is in this movie. I'm a huge fan of Jesse Plemons. Have been since Friday Night Lights, which was his first TV show that he appeared on. You watched Friday Night Lights, the TV show? It is hands down one of my favorite TV shows of all time. It would be. It and you would. go to any TV writer, and they will say the same thing. Yeah. It's a great, great TV show. I, I promote it to people who don't even like football because football has nothing to do with the drama that goes on in that. All right, all in right. that show, it's so good. Uh, which also has Kyle Chandler in it. Interesting mm-hmm. enough, he's the he's coach, the coach. Right, coach Taylor. Right, right. And um, it's not John Voight. It's not John Voight. You know, Jesse Plemons was a character on that show.
1: Breaking Bad and uh,
0: yeah. then I yeah, came on to Breaking Bad to the hardcore Nazi. And I was like, Whoa, you're being very different than before. And I'm trying to remember what movie I saw him first in. It had to have been a comedy, but I can't remember what it I is. Anyways, he is now becoming like the guy that like Scorsese goes after and puts him in all his movies now because he's
1: super intense. He's yes, got, like, whatever
0: he yeah. does, he like yeah. goes full, like 100 yeah. percent, no matter what it is. Yeah. I think he is kind of the second coming of Philip Seymour Hoffman.
1: Oh, I don't know.
0: That's Phil heavy. Seymour Hoffman was great, too. I loved when he showed up. Yeah. I, I just bring it up because super intense and can mm. go between like, like a lowbrow comedy up to like very highbrow drama. Yeah. And there's no like you can do it all basically yeah, yeah, for
1: yeah. me. I don't know if Jesse Plemons goes that that far. Phil Seymour Hoffman, he's one of those guys that as soon as he's on the screen. You know you're in for something. I need to
0: watch this. It's yeah. so intense,
1: right? <laughs> uh, yeah, the casting's excellent, and uh, it's fucking hilarious. I'm
0: trying to remember, where is the British lady from? Where do I know her I just her
1: see her from? a lot on British uh, talk shows mm-hmm. and British shows. Oh, she's in that uh, baby making show. Oh, trying, okay. sure. Where the fuck that is? I didn't watch it, but it's on Apple TV.
0: Written and oh, I should actually see if they wrote this too. I know who it's directed by. Yeah, no. Written and directed by John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein. Mm-hmm. John Francis Daly being the really weird uh, protagonist of Freaks and Geeks, one of my favorite TV shows Excellent of all time. Excellent TV too. show, yeah. Uh, Cancelled way too soon. Lead. And wow. like literally everyone in that show became famous. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> what uh, What network was that on? Oh, i don't remember like is it an, it's not an mtv show is it
0: no it was on one of the major networks like yeah. cbs or nbc it's somewhere. just
1: too too edgy it, it was too real it was too real to that's a good show
0: yeah uh but he it and then he the was like man. on bones for like 11 that's seasons weird. Okay. right he has yeah. like a, a bit character but yeah it's transitioned into being writer director i think they did do something before this but the other big movie that they did after of course was the uh Dungeons Dragons. and Dragons movie which unfortunately did not do very well. Oh, money wise. Uh, money wise. Yeah. It got really good reviews from yeah, it. yeah. it's a little get work, but I mean, Got hit yeah. by the
1: bubble, the post-covid
0: bubble. I'm I'm hoping that that is one of those movies that gets word of mouth so that there might be more in like that. Like a series, series like, like a, a do forward. it sequel. Um, it's no venom. No, it's not. It's yeah. not make like a billion dollars. let me wait wait for this no, no it's part to go it, no for. it's
1: part of the ambiance you know we have to, we've it feels more urban yeah, we right. feel like connected to the people.
0: I just like that m- movie. maybe you picked up on this way beforehand, but uh, for me, I thought the beautiful magic trick of that Dungeons and Dragons movie was um their whole quest is right is to try and like re Bring their mother back from their dad like yeah. that's basically like the subtext that's going through and there's such a lovely turn that happens at the end of how they decide to use that that gift it's like oh i was actually not seeing mm. this coming yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyways just a lovely tear-jerking moment at the end of a dnd movie of like oh i was not expecting this to happen
1: well it's, yeah it's well written is that movie also short I, don't I, know. I was surprised when you told me that this film, Game Night, which we're actually... It's 90 minutes be, before
0: credits. Which yeah, is if crazy. you watch through the credits, and it's like 100 or whatever. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. A little uh, bit 100 longer. minutes, yeah. 100 minutes total. Because it doesn't feel like that when you're watching it. It's packed with action yeah. and hilarity. And they even have... Uh I don't know, I call it slow comedy. Bits where they draw it out mm-hmm. for great laughs. So it feels like uh it even, questions yeah. I have to question why what did I just watch recently that was like three hours long. It's a fucking joke. You know? We can trim it down.
0: Uh you didn't watch Rebel Moon from <laughs> <I laughs> Zack Snyder? I refuse. That's not even the full title. There's like a dash and a colon well, in that title. But is it gonna be a trilogy? It's supposed to be part one of two, I thought. Two but... Netflix. Anyways, yeah. nearly three hours and like This is like an hour and 15 too long, what is happening? But it's my fault, my fault for actually choosing to watch the whole thing. I will say, if I'm being, I didn't give it like the absolute lowest score because I think it kind of does start semi-strong for like the first 15-20 minutes and then it's a slow
1: descent (laughs) descent into like
0: terribleness. But yes, I think that this is like a great example of being so concise with what you're trying to do. And yes, I think that if they had more money or whatever, they could have probably had certain scenes lengthen or put like interstitial scenes. No, but you I think don't this is it. one of The case is yeah. like you don't need it. No. Right. In a different filmmakers hands or a different creative team. Uh, there's a moment near the end where they have to go back to their house and grab the, whatever the firebird or whatever the yeah, yeah. car is and come back. There would be a scene of them going ring, and getting ring. it. At yeah, yeah. the same rate, right? they go back and getting you see a scene of maybe comedy. You don't need it. You just Get to the the yeah. plane, and they're they're in the car because it's like that's what's the most important thing here in the final fifteen minutes of your movie.
1: I feel like D and D was like that too. It's mm-hmm. just uh, I think you put it best. They knew exactly what they wanted to do with it, and it's uncompromising because they're like you're either in or you're out. So if yeah. you accept the premise, that this movie's fucking stupid and hilarious, and these people are insane, then we can just get can I, to the next scene. Because
0: can I also tell you one of my favorite fucking things from the D and D movie? The fact that that eagle creature's name is Jarnathan. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because it's such a good fantasy name It's like, let's take a name, but like make Just it twisted, twisted into being <laughs> a fantasy name, Jarnathan. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, I think all the comedy for me, I think why it grows in estimation for me, because when I first watched this, this is my third time seeing it. Oh, wow. The first time I watched it, I gave it four out of five. The second time I watched it, I gave it a four and a half mm, out of five. It's growing and it's growing and growing. And I think it's because there there is absolutely like pop culture references in this, but it's minimal. So like it doesn't date, it doesn't date itself too much. Yeah. All the other stuff is really based on like characters that they've established and you understand. And it kind of builds on itself. It's like, oh, it's the dumb one. It's the people who are competitive. It's, you know. it's Not like, just
1: dumb. Like, like fucking stupid. Like, stupid. Like,
0: yeah. <laughs> well, they die in an inch of water, stupid. They went stupid. with
1: the uh, male bimbo, right? right? Billy Magnuson. Yeah, excellent.
0: The other thing that I love about this, and I've, I've spoken about this so many times, and definitely was not true for so many comics, especially if you go back into, like, the 70s and 80s. Racism. I, well, not just racism. <laughs> but I love the fact that you have this husband and wife team who, yes, trade barbs occasionally, but you can tell that they actually like each other. Mm, the joke is not like mystery, my shrew of a wife or yeah, like yeah. my idiot husband. I have to carry along with me. It's yeah. like, no, they're a team, they're, they're aligned. They're yeah. trying to get the goal together and they support each other throughout the entire thing. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I got that. When it's she's like,
1: cutting into his forearm. Right. The fucking,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm dry. heaving while watching it, it was like, And
1: yeah, you gotta throw in a good dry. heave In a mm-hmm. comedy film. I and mean, that's a lost art. That's a lost art.
0: It is my theory about how dry heaving is actually funnier than actually throwing up. Oh yeah, yeah, of course it is. Yeah,
1: throwing up is actually
0: really gross. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, it's 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 such a clean, hilarious film. And like you were just bringing up, I noticed that the first time I, Helen and I rented it, probably mid COVID, because I don't remember mm-hmm. I don't remember seeing it. Uh, and it says on letterbox I gave it a four. Right. Right. And it's going to go up because it was hilarious. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard to talk about it without
0: getting into yeah, just going into like the actual jokes that they said. Uh, So yeah, expertly plotted. I think it moves really well. well. Shot well. (laughs) Jesse Plemons is just such a creep in this movie. But like, I should, I am going to say my favorite line, which is. How could that be profitable for to lay <laughs> I don't know why. It gets me every single time. I think it's so funny. It's technically correct. That's why. That's, and you're you like,
1: guess, you're right. You you're right. You how know, could they sell this a, for a three for, for one?
0: one? Um, and you, I think
1: the other thing, and this is your fault because you mm. made me watch horror movies. Is like the horror movie influence, like mm. making fun of it. It's just heightens the hilarity in this film because uh, it creates visual tension. Because you you know you're not sure if it's a murder mystery or an action flick, right? Or a screwball comedy, and it gets to be all of the above. So the
0: other thing that I'm, I'm this is like giving credit to the writer directors here as well. Yes, how tightly plotted it is, but the actual figuring out how the, the th- mystery itself well, the mystery itself, yes, because it's it kind of is like a, a meta game within a meta game within a meta game. Like yeah. there's three and kind still campaign yeah, storylines that have to work. And then the three teams that they break out of yeah. have to convincingly solve the solutions in three different ways. And yeah. I think that's such an interesting way. Like one one team is actually figuring out the yeah. way it's supposed to be figured out. One, one is, is trying cheating. to game the system yeah. and one is just like outright cheating. Yeah. So it's like, okay, cool. So we're all getting to the same yeah, end yeah. piece believably getting to that end piece without a feeling like something's getting cheated along the way
1: and they gave 90 minutes again they gave it enough space that you actually get character development for all three couples yeah. which is also unusual because typically with writing of this kind of film they're just be a guy, talk shit about everybody, mm-hmm. all the side players would work around him and it would be about his own personal redemption. And somehow we've got the uh, high school sweetheart couple, you know, yep. and the girl has slept with Denzel Washington cop,
0: <laughs> <laughs> right? Right.
1: <laughs> and they've, uh, they've worked that out. And then you've got uh, the idiot, mm-hmm. which is a great term, bringing him
0: like a the new blonde girl boy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Which again, what I also is she, if, actually no. I'm, I'm wrong. Is she with him at the very end as well when they do like jump she's the three at months? The, she's at the party. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they're two with That's, each other. Yeah, yeah. They,
1: they leave that, which is great too. They leave that open. Yeah. It's great double blind to realize because he brings an idiot to the first party
0: because mm-hmm.
1: you, then you don't realize how stupid he is. Yes,
0: yes. yes. <laughs> and then
1: they flip that, which is perfect too because they're it's so intentional. You know, there's an opportunity to just go and stand pat and just have a dumb bimbo, you know, woman the caricature. Mm-hmm. And uh, you get an idiot. And he's fucking hilarious. And he's also functional, right?
0: Right. <laughs> so it's, yeah. It's my, my favorite clip so. of his is like, <laughs> they break this fake, they find out, Fabergé egg. And it's like, oh, it was made in China. It's like, maybe it's only the sticker just that's the made label, in China. Yeah. <laughs> Genius. Good Man. joke. Good joke. Let's do this here then. Let me just log into our... Why are our... you
1: opening this bag? And
0: what is in it? <laughs> some whoops and chains and... Uh, I should have had this preloaded, but why would I prepare? Kyle has a document prepared but he didn't
1: scroll to the right section of it. That's how you know the wheels have fallen off this bus.
0: I'm gonna do this live as we record this Only one that we're gonna do the live what it. are you going to ah. rate game night? uh we joked about
1: it but you know just because it's fun and it had a gas on your couch. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to give it a five. Why not? I'll totally I'll totally watch this again. In fact, I was, uh, I don't know, I, I did not really consider buying it when I was thinking about having to rent it, but I was yeah. kind of sore because this was, again, on Netflix.
0: It was for a, a couple of years. Fuck, yeah. man. In fact, I'm pretty sure the first two times I watched it was on Netflix. So
1: yeah. annoying. Just uh, hurry up and close all these other
0: streamers, and just get everything back on. Well, run. talking about that, I think I guess we'll. It's happening. We, we won't have a podcast to talk about this, but like we're starting to at least see that one. consolidations happening yeah. because. What is it? Um, WB and Paramount are trying to combine currently, oh, really? and then. Um, the rumor Ooh. being that, like, that consolidated also wants to be bought out. Like, that's uh, the reason why they're combining for they so they the can not be bought out. Yes.
1: So that Netflix can come in or somebody can come in. Well, the
0: the thing they is, is it, either Apple or, or Amazon will probably, because they have enough money. Both of those companies have enough yeah, money to yeah, buy yeah. those two companies right out. The problem is, like... Uh, and to be brutally frank, Apple does have a problem with, like, content on their streaming service. Well, the
1: thing is, I mean, it just because of what Apple is as a mm-hmm. monolith. I'm not saying they're run this way anymore, but I can see them balking at it because it's not quote unquote Apple enough. True,
0: and that's then the I only can, thing I can think of. And
1: then I can just see Bezos spying it because he wants everyone to see how big his dick is and then burying everything sure. because he doesn't like the content, you know? It's sad. It's sad. sad state of Dave
0: well, I'm also giving it a five.
1: Yes. So it's the number one movie. Well. Let's do it. Well. Let's put it at the top. Not necessarily. So
0: we. It is. A
1: final the- <laughs> fuck you to the podcasting world. Game Night is the greatest film we've ever watched.
0: Uh, Well, here's the Spanning thing. It is definitely. either going to be number one or two because right. the current top holder of 2018 is spider-man into the spider-verse Ooh. i personally am still going to put spider-man yeah, above game night
1: it's a better movie but it'd be funny piss off all the boomers we should refer to that's, that
0: that's what we did with um <laughs> Bean john malkovich was like our last 1999 movie. we were like yeah hey, go put it at the top <laughs> it's a good it.
1: movie it's a good movie it's a good movie
0: okay well out of the it's not American Beauty, I'll tell you that. It's <laughs> not, no green book, but, um, so we have watched 41 films in 2018.
1: Yeah, sorry, we took a couple of weeks off, but, uh, life.
0: Mm-hmm. Life. So let me put this into the, I'm going to just we tell you. We missed
1: one for you. I was surprised you didn't want to watch Mamma Mia 2 for sure. I thought you'd just throw that in there. We did a double header
0: for Asians. We were supposed to do that this week, but I was like, I don't want to watch the second one. Oh, wow. Wow, wow. Let's go through this list, Dave, of the 41 films. Do you remember what our lowest rated film was of 2018? It's got to be Venom. It is Venom. All right. Above that, Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. (laughs) Some of these are blacked out and you just brought it up and I just got uh, PTSD. Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom.
1: Oh, is that the one Yeah, with Chris Pratt? Chris Pine, uh, yeah, Chris of course fresh? it is
0: <laughs> from twenty eighteen. Awful. Uh, the Meg, Vice. <laughs> Aquaman.
1: Oh, man. The I Other
0: Side of the Wind. We were vindicated. Apparently, the second one is worse than the oh, first apparently one. Apparently, it was. Uh, uh, the Other Side of the Wind, like I said. That? Uh, that was the Orson Welles. Oh, Wells. the Orson Welles film. Okay. Oh, by the way, uh, John Huston's son appears in this film for Bohemian Rhapsody. Queen is used better in Game Night than in <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm just going to point it out there now. The music in this film was quite good. Oh, yeah. You know? Good Neil drops. And it doesn't date...
1: The director necessarily, you know, there's yeah. even that scene with the Denzel where they're using who knows yeah. the weekend. Who Something cares?
0: Yeah. Mary Poppins Returns. Solo a Star Wars story. Mm, what a miss. Black Mirror Bender Snatch. your... Bird Box. Ready Player One. Wow. Ralph Breaks the Internet. Hmm. Under the Silver Lake. Doing all of it. Green Book. <sighs> that First... was the best movie of the year. First Man, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Creed two, hmm. all of those I would say are kind of in our bad category. Right. <laughs> they haven't broken above like no. the positive ratings. Okay, and so then our top twenty two. Ooh, from uh, the top? Or, no, the bottom. This is from the bottom. Right. So twenty two. Uh, Incredibles two. Yeah, Annihilation.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. Crazy Rich Asians. Mm-hmm. Cold War. It's so pretty though. Deadpool two. Mm. Searching. Black Klansmen. Burning. Can you ever forgive me? What's that? That's the one you hated for some reason. Can you ever forgive with, me? Uh, with the with the she's usually an actress, a uh, comedic actress. Uh, total she's, blackout. She's a writer who's drunk. She forges the letters.
1: Oh, Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. Thank yeah.
0: You. A Star Is Born. That's a total. I, I blacked that out. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. A Star Is Born, Black Panther, Hereditary, mm. which then makes our top ten Mission Impossible Fallout, mm. Eighth Grade. Avengers: Infinity War. Yes, we did it, folks. <laughs> Roma, the favorite. If Beale Street could talk. Shoplifters. Blind Spotting. Game Night. Spider Man into the Spider Verse. I think that's a pretty decent it's list. It's fun, you
1: know. It's fun is that you can tell that we do like movies seriously, but we're also children.
0: A <laughs> <laughs> couple of babies, right? Hey, <laughs> I think it shows breadth and uh, width, and and, and uh, depth? I don't know, your own personal grit to have if Beatles could talk and avengers infinity war on the same top 10 list
1: well you know we never had an objective rating system so. no no yeah.
0: and we never ever will <laughs> uh, um so because this is our last episode Dave, yes, what have yes. you learned after four seasons of doing this isn't four not three 99 four. oh yeah 71
1: 82 18 well Kyle, apparently we're friends because mm-hmm. we didn't fucking stop,
0: right? <laughs> you tried to a couple times. <laughs> what do you mean I tried to? What does that mean? There was a couple, there was more than two weeks. I would say three or four films out of this entire four years where it was like, do i have to keep watching this oh yeah well <laughs> that's not
1: because we weren't friends but because we hit a run of shit films
0: that is true right we Each had season come- <laughs> had like a run of like three or four sometimes I'm like woof, like i don't know Are we
1: really is this worth our time mm-hmm. i've learned a lot about movies particularly after we uh trudged through 71. I think that was a good because 99, we were both biased and we were scoring the same because that's just mm-hmm. a good year of it is culturally funny. significant yes. films, right? It is 1999,
0: where we basically rated every film the exact same, <laughs> yeah. jumping to 71, where we didn't agree on a single film <laughs> except for, I think, two. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. seventy And 71 also forced us to learn a lot of history of film, yeah. which was great. And then 82, I think, was hilarious in hindsight because you were so convinced that it was going to be this like, oh film art films were ruined and then we ended up liking all the big boys anyways, because yeah. they're good movies yeah man. yeah uh and this year you know what 18 was the most disappointing i think just because i think it's too close i think we made a mistake
2: i never make mistakes yeah. it was
1: too close and
0: uh true than 2008
1: yeah maybe they, they were good films you know we watched a lot of good movies mm-hmm. but uh i don't know there's something something missing this year history we, I didn't learn a
0: lot. I think that was the biggest one because it's so close. There isn't that. There isn't the good stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless someone is like really mad or something, I suppose. Yeah, like. But a lot of those behind the scenes stories don't come out to like 10, 15 years after. Yeah, yeah. And, or know, or really like just, one of the yeah. actors
1: dies or something, and all this, yeah. all the skeletons pop out of the sure. closet. You know, yeah. Maybe in fifteen years after Spielberg goes, and it mm-hmm. turns out he was a fucking monster. Maybe right.
0: Well, n- not even that. <laughs> I think it's also that um movies change right i mean yeah. talking about 71 in particular like the biggest example of that is harold and maude if you had talked about that in 1976 i mean like yeah no one talks about yeah, this yeah. it's a forgotten film yeah. it'll probably never be reclaimed and now it's considered like one of the best dark comedies of all time like it's, it's it just gets, it gets yeah. reclaimed in the 80s and yeah. it just keeps getting more well, and more thing, you know, estimation
1: we watched the thing and i know in your yeah. circle that's still well researched but i'm yeah. starting to see it like an apple news yeah Uh, Film critics are using that as an example of whatever it is. It just pops up on my feed now. It's like it's been fully reappraised. Right.
0: Uh, And And again, I always go back. It's like some people will not believe you, but it's like literally go back to 1982 and read the reviews. Oh, yeah. Hated it. Like, hated that movie. (sighs) It's too bad that
1: doesn't give John Carpenter any money.
0: It does not. (laughs) He's fine. He's just getting high and playing Xbox games. Truly, that is literally what he does. That's what
1: I want. That's the dream, you know, just to sit and do nothing. I mean, he doesn't do nothing. He had a no.
0: very fruitful career. Not fruitful, exactly. but busy. That's where he's just like, yeah, if you want to do another Halloween sequel, fine. Give me my money yeah, yeah. and then go make your Halloween movie. I, I IP, don't care. IP, baby.
1: IP. I learned to like horror movies, which mm. is gross. It's fucking disappointing. So I'm kind of sad about that. <laughs>
0: Depends on the horror movie, I think. <laughs> but yeah.
1: No, I, I learned that I don't like slasher films. Yes. Yeah. Because they're dumb. And uh, I feel smarter. We bring up things in passing anecdotally, and people are like, What is that? I'm like, Well, let me tell you about this interesting film that mm-hmm. you'll never watch and it's not important. Yeah. yeah.
0: I'm always the history person, though. I like kind of starting to connect those dots. And I think you really saw that when we jump back from 99 to 71 and then to 82. You start yeah, to see yeah. a bit of a through line yeah, of like, yeah. This is the crumbling of the studios. Now we're seeing the studios reclaim it. And now in 2018, it's like, Literary studios own everything. Own everything. They, they they own RUAC. IP. Yeah. They're just making billions of dollars, yeah. and there are still quote, quote, important. I don't really like using that word. Smaller, independent things that will um, push boundaries or like challenge you a little bit. In there. Yeah. It's just like it's harder for getting people to watch them. That's just the the long and short of
1: it. Yeah, yeah. I've been obviously further indoctrinating myself in a communist bent, but you know, this book I just re- read. Uh, capitalist realism it was written in 2009 uh, about late stage air quote late stage capitalism
0: but we How see, long i think is this late stage gonna go well on this the is the
1: problem is that the, the premise of the book is that it's infinite because uh, there is no man and there is no enemy we are the, the fault because oh, we buy into it and uh tellingly sadly that author killed himself five years later uh, after trying to write his second book but i think it's because the book uh, it kind of is reflected on our reviews in 2018 there's kind of a bleakness, even in the entertainment aspect of it, because we know that there's no point anymore. Nothing mm-hmm. changes anymore. So you can be as angry as you want, but you and I like we still have to buy a Zoom recorder. So all of a sudden we need to make capital and like we have to do this. And then we complain about the more, you know, it just turns well, into this shitty conversation. It's,
0: I know that you're not the person that's going to the movie theater all the time. So you have a bit of a delayed reaction to some of this, but that is the recurring theme I start seeing now, and I know some upcoming films that are coming out, again, not the big blockbusters, you can really see what artists are like struggling with, because in 2023, uh, a lot of stuff that I was gra- gravitating towards, there's something I'm fighting against, but I don't know what it is, yeah. there's just this general thing that's making me uncomfortable, and like... Coming in 2024, it's going to be kind of the same stuff. It's like this this generalized thing that no one is happy and no one knows why they're not happy because we yeah. have everything, but we don't have anything. And there's like this uh, well, constant struggle.
1: Funny. Yeah, I you know, it was funny. What was that show? They put it on Disney, but... It's like a kid's show Benedict Bluey. school, Benedict school of the whatever buddy from Arrested Developments. Tony Hale's the back. Tony. Oh, yeah. Wow. It's good. It's, it's quite a good show. Anyways, I, I read the uh, book after it's, it's for kids, but in that book, that writer is quite prescient or, or just intelligent. Cause right. you have to be pretty intelligent to write a book. He calls it the emergency and the bad guy's. Purpose is to put radio transceivers everywhere so that everyone has this subtle sense that everything's about to go wrong, Mm -hmm. but they don't know what it is, so they just end up panic buying and like stockpiling, doing all this stuff. Well, it's it's that's not even something that,
0: uh, like, I don't know, the really pressing people have been sending that alarm bell for decades. I mean, have you seen the movie Network? Uh,
1: yeah, no, no, I haven't actually.
0: Everyone knows the famous scene, like, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. Literally, that movie comes in what, 1976, I think, and it's all about how we all know that we're being sold food that's kind of poisonous that the mo- the tvs and movies we watch but are anyways, damaging our brains yeah. that we're not having the best of relationships anymore but we kind of keep on doing it that's why he says we're mad as hell yeah, <laughs> so yeah. it's like we all know that this is happening but no one is doing anything about it it's- and i'm not the person that's going to like lead the charge and say let's change something because i don't know what the solution is But
1: i think this is the problem we're so off talking but i think this is the problem and we're seeing this in films too is that uh like you see in the studio system someone who does fight against it gets co-opted really quickly oh yes and it's not even intentional like again there's no the man there's no i mean as much as i think jeff bezos is a fucking dork he doesn't do this intentionally does it by like systematically right, right? so for his business to survive he has to swallow up or uh, subvert wholesalers, delivery people, whatever it is. But he doesn't do it because he wants to put a fucking. He's not. He's not like. A- uh, hereditary there's no demon crown waiting right. for him it's just part of the machine and there's somebody that he's jealous of somewhere sure you know and so you end up in the system which is kind of sad i think we're seeing this with uh movie studios we do have exceptionally intelligent and creative people last year was everything everywhere all yeah. i know it's overblown now and michelle is making the same fucking show every day and right uh, but that's a film that comes out of nowhere Nobody yes. expects anything to happen. It's exciting because the premise, as well, is about this hopelessness and bleakness. Mm-hmm. What the fuck are we gonna do? But then now, a twenty-four is going to be bought by somebody, yeah, some big, big right? studio, and they're going to make over, blockbusters. Right? And yeah. yeah, that whole and then it's going to disappear like Marvel, and it's going to yes. only be garbage films for twenty years until.
0: Well, that's the thing that I'm actually semi-excited for. Like, I don't know if we'll ever see it. It's a possibility. Uh, the, the the total. Um, implosion of the studio system like we saw in like the late 60s, early 70s. I think we'll see some studios go out of business for sure here. But with the bottom seemingly falling out of the superhero genre at the very least and no real cash cow that's making itself known yet <laughs> i think the next few years are going to be somewhat interesting to see a recalibration because i think there's going to be oh, a lot actually. of like throwing things at the walls like maybe this maybe yeah, that yeah, yeah. and that's where you get some interesting stuff but to that point i think that um this is true for anything like i was so bright eyed and bushy tailed coming out of university because you know like youtube was so brand new podcasting was so brand new i was like oh we're gonna take down the man we can yeah. like broadcast from anywhere and like uh no longer do you have to go and like you know be part of like the system yeah, yeah, yeah. and then what happens is the system moves in they buy out all the people and then all the top one percent kind of move up into those those realms and you will occasionally get someone that can like Somewhere, still like or yeah. and stuff work through it yeah. and work through it and still but come they from they nowhere bought, yeah but then they get bought out yeah. and sort of thing and you see that all the time i i told you this uh as we're sitting over there on the couch, but I'm doing this new thing where I'm listening to one of the 1001 albums to listen to before you die. I get it randomly given to me um, every day. But I think about that specifically for like, Punk bands, right? which is like you spend a lot of time going to like sleazy bars and like cultivating your craft, getting a fan base so that you can get a record deal to sell records for money, which I'm not saying it's wrong to get money. But what I am saying is like at a certain point, then that kind of goes against the punk ethos a little bit.
1: That's where... (laughs) green day ran into a problem which is that idealistically the punk bands weren't doing that i you know Mm. in the original they were still
0: giving you a cd or a tape or something or
1: like it wasn't even about uh, the exchange of capital or trades or anything they the idea originally hip-hop music used to be like this too is that it was a last refuge for misfits to just show show up and shout about Mm. how fucking angry they were and then because it can be commercialized it is and so we are the man, right? Mm -hmm. Because we can't stop fucking buying stuff and we will never like, are you going to go on a moratorium of fucking watching movies? Right. Right. It's impossible. So that's the thing, you know, it's not that punk band, punk bands now for sure. Think about whether they can ever be licensable, sell out, you know, have a concert tour. Uh, But I don't think that that's how a lot of these artistic endeavors used to start. And I think that we saw in 71, we had a whole slate of films where they clearly didn't give a fuck who their audience was, mm-hmm. and they just were just trying to pass on a message. We saw a little bit in '82 with some of those, like, mm-hmm. uh, like for sure, "Smithereens" comes in. Mind, the right. other one with that philosophy woman. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Losing ground. No. Yeah. Losing uh, ground. Yeah. And so we see like these little low, 90 because those ones you can tell they're not even trying to be in a theater; they're just being created, yeah, right? Yeah. But those things don't break through anymore, and uh, it's our fault. And that's the problem, and that's why it feels bleak, because kind of like you're talking with network, we actually know that's the problem. Yeah, We know we shouldn't buy this food or go to Ikea or fucking whatever, go to Costco, but then you starve to death because we don't actually know how to take care of ourselves anymore. Film's the same thing, like Helen and I have been having problems watching films on Netflix, for example, that we both want to watch. So instead of turning off Netflix and reading a fucking book, we just go to two separate screens and watch
0: content separately right but you hold hands while doing it so it's very we don't even anymore it's like
1: (laughs) it's sick right And it's not all time that's why we play board games and we do things that are uh, making sure we're still human but i think that's that's there's something about that that's poisoning the well or the well is already poisoned and i think maybe this is why 2018 the films weren't as fun you know i don't know they were fun like Blockbuster fun, like uh, being titillated, right? There's a lot of big films that are in our top 10, but I don't know if they're all intellectually
0: challenging. No, right? that's true, but I mean, that's what I mean. Like even in 82, when you have E.T., that became the biggest grossing movie of all time yeah. that year um, and held that title for like a couple decades. There was only like, <laughs> I don't know, like five or six blockbusters, mm, you know, year. from the entire year yeah. that you can consider like a blockbuster. And now it's just every week.
1: Yeah. You they're, have like something they're, they're that's $100 million
0: plus yeah. that is being pumped into these to yeah, like yeah. to make them sort of thing. And as uh, George Lucas and uh, Spielberg did warn everyone, it's like, that's a bad business model if everything is a blockbuster. Yeah. You can't sustain that model long term.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, um, I don't know what's going on with movies, man. <laughs> I, well, you know what's happening is people are switching to serialized TV shows and miniseries, yeah. but they're getting overblown now and too long in the tooth. And there's too many that repeat the same motif. So... Yeah, like I don't want to
0: give like less jobs to creatives, but um, even Netflix many. themselves have said like starting this year, I could, I forget what it was like. They they were pumping out I think like five original things a week or something. Yeah,
1: like year. Well, when we year. started this podcast. We yeah. were joking about how we should have been writing five years ago because right. they would they literally would With give anybody anything. money.
0: And now it's like we actually want to like focus on uh, quality good over quantity. Stuff, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, maybe it might be a good idea. <laughs> so I Although think they I think there'll be like though. a. A, a, a slowing down a little bit of like what is produced. Yeah, yeah, And hopefully, hopefully for the better, I guess we'll see.
1: Probably not. And there's I mean, something that's probably super that
0: obvious that is like in 10 years or now, it's like, oh, yeah, it super obvious that this was going to happen and we're just too close to it right now to Look, see it coming.
1: All of these books that I read uh, occasionally, particularly on the so-called leftist bent, they all know the solution, which is nobody wants to do, which which is a war, which is really sick. Mm-hmm. But, you know, especially now with globalization, every culture is capitalistic you know bar none so to get rid of this idea that for example like it's like how sick is this we want more creative projects but there are too many creatives and it's thinning out mm-hmm. the creativity like that's a non-winnable situation because we don't have like textile manufacturing jobs anymore so everybody has to be a creative what's left for us now right like we're both actually uh, circling this industry, right? We create content, we build all this stuff. There's fucking millions of us, mm-hmm. right? And yeah, we see these uh, advertised winners, fucking Mr. Beast or whatever everybody sure. like idolizes, but they're already in the system. It's an unattainable goal. They're already like a 0.1 percenter. So it's kind of like, it's kind of sad. It's scary, you know?
0: So that's, that's what I mean. And there is a bit of, I mean, there's absolutely ways that you can, quote unquote game the system and like yeah, optimize yeah, yeah. and stuff absolutely and that does can, that can work up to a certain level but i i still come back to it that there is always a little bit of luck involved of this being sure. in the right place being photojacking app does actually help yeah, out yeah. a lot yeah and and algorithms will bite you right yeah. sometimes the algorithm really helps you out or being, shuts people you cool on tiktok out. or yeah. youtube always say this like you know for my first two years the algorithm was just on my side then they changed what they liked and then my views dropped in like 60 percent the next day yeah. And And it's a fight of trying to figure out what the new algorithm is that you want to try and go after. That in itself
1: is so like fucking sick, right? The idea that you have to do it for the likes, but that's just the culture we live in. Uh, I don't like failing to that. But when we had our YouTube channel, it was eating me up. You know, Mm -hmm. we were trying so many little things to change our content, really. And it's not bitterness because we weren't successful. It's exhaustion because it's, you know, I don't really care. Right, 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 right. And we got a lot of haters uh, that was fun. We could talk about that a little bit, but you know, I just,
0: liked our haters. They were fun.
1: Yeah, it's just angry boomers. It's just, <laughs> just
0: how do you hate Billy Jack? <laughs> This is the best movie of all time it's a national treasure
1: you guys don't know what you're talking about I watched this movie and yeah it's fucking garbage man
0: I uh, <laughs> I do think I mean maybe it's just so tied to Tom Laughlin Billy Jack should be the thing that gets rebooted next I really do think someone's <laughs> gonna be out there's like oh we get the hat yeah get blue I'm gonna get bitten by a snake Well, with diversity casting someone in the right? face. It would have
1: to be yeah you'd have to have like a a non-white, female, non-binary ninja.
0: So Billy, but B-L-L-I-E. <laughs> yeah, 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 Billy Jack.
1: There'd have to be some robots, at least one person with a physical handicap. It would just be so messy with diversity casting right now. That you couldn't make a movie as pure-hearted and as, as wide-reaching as Billy Jack, where he solved the
0: world's problems. <laughs> all of racism. Well, all of- <laughs> By taking off his shoes
1: and kicking to say- them in the face. Right?
0: I have to say, Billy Jack may be my favorite thing that I discovered through this podcast because it's like, what a buck wild <laughs> movie.
1: I'm actually happy we watched that. We actually, uh, oh yeah. yeah. I did not stream watch it. I didn't it. like
0: it, but it was like, I'm so glad I watched this because now I get the references. The fact that it was the number one movie of 1971, unreal. unreal. Um, that's a text chain we should have kept because sure. that had to be 500 messages like, minimum and that was an he's LOL. fighting the yeah. snake
1: <laughs> how was he the snake that was lol yeah. i mean that i was dying watching that we were watching that together on our separate mm. computers and like i think i was looking at my screen more than i was watching that film it was yeah. fucking hilarious uh, yeah.
0: it uh just a weird weird movie that i would not have watched probably otherwise um well we've almost gone an hour so i don't want to like belabor this point but i guess just two final questions one uh is there a movie a favorite movie that you watched for the first time over the last four years something that you wouldn't wouldn't have necessarily gone after i I don't know
1: i mean obviously we talk about the devils a lot um i'm so
0: glad we watched that yeah man That's etched into
1: my fucking memory once in a while like I'll something will come on like a, a mm. gymnast or like a fucking horror movie. Yeah. And I just be like, I seen this. I saw none do this, you know, like yeah. it's just fucking, it's a sick film. Th- that
0: Japanese movie demons was also really great.
1: Yeah. Too. Demons was good. Um, I'm glad we watched, like, I haven't still haven't seen Scorsese's silence. Like it's mm-hmm. even movies we didn't like mm-hmm. 71 was a good year because I feel like I hadn't seen any of them for no. the most part. Other I think i five of them. Yeah. 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 But we got to see some cool shit. I also enjoyed, we, we didn't talk about this, but I'll, I actually liked more. Us going into the um, letterbox slash uh, whatever yeah. top one hundred because we saw some really fucking interesting movies. Like sure. I talk about Yee a lot. I talk of course. about uh, I make fun of uh, Otsu's uh, tatami <laughs> mat uh, film. Tokyo uh, Story, we got a Le lot of Samurai? heat for that. The Samurai, yeah, Alain Delon's been popping up a lot for yeah. some reason, you know? Uh,
0: Tax Evasion or something, I can't something. remember. Something, so he's
1: like on the news, and now I know who he is, and then we learned about his
0: hedonistic roots. So and mad that Red Sun wasn't like murders. the slam dunk best movie of all time. That
1: should be rebooted. <laughs> you can't. No. But, uh, There's a couple of actors so you could, close, yeah. but it's like, you're still uh, not
0: gonna get like those three names yeah. <laughs> in the movie. Yeah. That
1: movie could have been a
0: banger. Fucking shit directing.
1: Um, yeah, I don't know. What else? Like... I uh, don't oh, know.
0: Any any other... Any horror last... movies? The yeah. Thing? Yeah. I, I hadn't seen it. I oh, fucking love
1: that movie. Yeah, like by genre then. I don't know. What's the best horror movie we've watched?
0: Well, Thing was probably the best horror movie we watched, but um, I mean, we, we've already slightly mentioned it. Willard was the one that creeped me out the most because yeah? I do have a fear of rats and mice. And that scene of, what, a thousand <laughs> of them running up the stairs it's is disgusting. etched in my brain... <laughs> And scares me to this day. Like yeah. it, just, it, just grossed me out. Yeah. I sent you the video of me watching. It. I had to watch it through <laughs> my fingers for most of it because I was like, I can't do this. I can't you do this.
1: yeah, you work through it. Yeah, I don't know what's the genre. I mean, we we're in this thing like music, same thing where everything's cross genres. So it's hard to really nail that down. But war, war do we watch? We didn't yeah. watch a lot of war Das Boot dogs. was
0: was a new one for uh, me. So d- I like, oh, not that's I, I, first time watching. Yeah, it? yeah I so I love watching Das Boot. Das
1: Boot was amazing. It
0: was only the three and a half hour long version, but though, you don't so even
1: don't, notice yeah. it. Oh, that well, that's how you know. Right? Your ass doesn't hurt until mm. you get up. Yeah, science fiction, Blade Runner, probably. But what mm. else? Uh, there's so many good ones. I don't know.
0: You liked Andromeda Strain? No, Omega Men. I did, but it was goofy fun. Yeah, Andromeda Strain is is interesting, like yeah. scientific, uh, like um intellectually. Think of other ones. I
1: mean, Matrix, of course. Uh, You could argue being John Malkovich, I suppose. Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's just a lot of interesting... We just watched so many good movies. Well, then let's flip it. What's the worst film? Million Dollar Duck. But what's other than that and Venom? Well, okay. What did you think would be good and was shit? Well... It's hard to remember all the movies. I know, but I can
0: do this quickly. I can go back to our other lists. So, 82... Well, Porky's was our lowest-rated one in '82. Oh, what fuck. an awful Block movie. Block that out. Oh, the the one that was really broke my heart was Starstruck, which was like the new wave musical oh, yeah, yeah, that's from Australia. Right, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be my favorite yeah, thing, and I was like, sure. oh, it's not really all that good. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, I forgot about that. Um, I was also slightly disappointed in Pink Floyd's The Wall. Love that album. Did not really yeah, like the movie it all that took much. Took a lot of heat for that too, mm-hmm. but uh, it's not. But good. Uh, oh. But uh, somewhat flipping what your question was, love being introduced to um, Rainier Werner Fassbinder with Quarel. I've now watched a couple yes. of his other films.
1: Yeah, yeah. Quarrel was surprising.
0: And so I've been like in even uh, delving into uh, him.
1: What's the horrifying uh, Ben Peebles film? Oh yeah, uh, Sweet Sweet Back. Sweet Sweet Back. I mean, I would not want to watch that again. But that's a challenging film. <laughs> challenging, a culturally uh, impactful one.
0: I thought that. Oh, I thought we always had a great conversation about Escape from Planet of the Apes, which again is like, it's not a great movie, but it's like, what a weird science fiction franchise those yeah. Planet of the Apes movies are. Yeah, that, uh, which one do we watch, the third one? That's the third one. <laughs> and the new, uh, the new one from like the new series is coming out this year, which I'm very excited about. I do not know,
1: I do not know they were continuing because it's been such a long time It's going to be from a from new
0: trilogy, trilogy, I think. Oh, okay. So other they're not one bringing ended. back... Uh, Caesar, no. No.
1: He, did he die in the third one? Yeah, True yeah.
0: did. I spoiler alert i guess for people who might not have seen that movie. Well, oh just... and then of course wake and fright which killed so many kangaroos <laughs> just so Holy so shit. many kangaroos
1: yeah the government culling of kangaroos i didn't know they could swim which i think would be hilarious to watch with an underwater camera yes with those big feet what's the other uh walkabout that's the yes, one with the teenage the... girl who's naked i thought it was good and, yeah, yeah, yeah i like that, was that a movie. movie oh uh we disagreed on Kwanasapi Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, You really like that
0: piece of shit. Kwanaskatsi, I think.
1: Kwanaskatsi.
0: Yeah, I I still don't (laughs) want to say really what your big (laughs) hater of that movie is because it is considered like one of the best like semi-documentary films, Uh, really, really highly regarded. Uh, Probably our biggest disagreement that we ever had was actually in our first season. Like it was (laughs) again Blair Witch. uh, No, not even that. Where like we were agreeing pretty much on every single movie. And then we got to South Park (laughs) and you gave that a 0.5 and I gave it a five. (laughs) Like we were diametrically opposed on that. I still stand by it. I think it's one of the best movie musicals of all time. I don't know.
1: Just couldn't vibe it. I couldn't vibe it. I actually have no memory of it at all. I was never a South Park humor guy. Mm -hmm. And I liked, I liked the other films that Trey Parker, Matt Stone did. Uh, Team America, for some reason, I thought was hilarious. I think it's just the puking scene is just genius. Yeah. I liked Basketball. Yeah, right uh, and what was the other one that? they're Cannibal was? the Musical No I haven't seen it Orgasmo I didn't I like Orgasmo it. that much is that the one where he's like they didn't direct Jehovah's that one Witness? though I think he just shows up yeah that. If it's Jehovah's Witness and he becomes yeah, a yeah, Graphic yeah. super. is he uh,
0: actually is he Mormon in that or Mormon I think he's Mormon yeah Mormon because uh, they have this thing about Mormons
1: that's right Was that is that why they did Book of Mormon?
0: I think partly. Okay, and they also did the South Park episode, literally debunking everything about Mormonism.
1: (laughs) It's not. It's not that hard. No, seventy-one. I think we were just upset.
0: Yeah, Yeah, yeah. you always wrote me into this. You were upset by it. I was. I was enjoying my time watching seventy-one. I think being
1: upset is important to to being in the critical process. Sure. Because, like, you know, if you're too soft, then you don't have an opinion about anything. Then who gives a fuck?
0: Sure, Okay. Yeah. Right. We have to have. Uh... Yeah, it was good. I guess <laughs> it's fine. I think. Yeah, I think uh, doing the show actually made me better at articulating some of my thoughts because I am a bit of a nice person where I was want to try and find something positive soft... to say about yeah. something. Yeah, Although I will say saccharin. <laughs> <laughs> I will say the the one thing that does drive me nuts slightly about our conversations is that me saying just a single nice thing is like. No, you have you have to. If you didn't like this movie, you have to say something bad that for the entire thing. Right. It's like me saying one nice thing is like, well, now you love this movie. I'm like, no, no, no. It's just this one thing I thought was good. No, yeah. it was all shit. The whole thing from <laughs> start to finish.
1: <laughs> well, listen. You asked me to do this because mm-hmm. I have an antagonistic personality probably a disorder hard to say hard to say it makes for fun conversations otherwise we wouldn't have lasted four years doing this right it'd be so fucking boring man if we just showed up every week and we're like
0: yeah, that was great
2: so basically the first season
0: i also also say like what also makes me mad is i see other popular shows specifically on tiktok because they film their stuff and I'm like yeah we don't really like it. it's a pretty bad movie and like you know what are you what's your rating seven out of ten i'm like well the <laughs> What the fuck is that? You guys think you hated hate a movie and give it a seven it's out not, of ten. That's a Kyle Marshall rating. It's a Kyle Marshall rating but you wouldn't say I hated the movie if I give it a seven out of ten. I've never
1: watch it again. Three.
0: <laughs> well that might be true but I'll give you reasons why. It's like this part is solid this part sucks but
1: uh, yeah you need at least one bipolar host i think that's important not that we have ever got traction with this conversation but uh mm-hmm. i
0: enjoyed it i i uh watch has become like super popular in denmark in four <laughs> years it's like why don't you do any more of these shows
1: <laughs> that'd be great uh, we could never revisit it we'll be yeah. uh, sold out by then or or on the street yeah both plausible <laughs> yeah
0: we'll podcast for hand job <laughs> <laughs> i think you i saw that sign actually at the yeah, door yeah right. <laughs> uh all right uh, any last things before we wrap up
1: uh i don't know i guess we should say thank you we ha- yep. we've uh, had people actually interact with us on this thing which is Correct. exciting
0: we were with the alberta podcast network for yeah, two and a half years and, so thank uh, you so much
1: for that i know that was exciting actually uh to even have some support while well, it lasted. Talking mm-hmm. about
0: late stage, twelve dollars and fifty cents an episode. No, but but here's the
1: thing: uh, <laughs> again, going back to this uh, problem with mm-hmm. communist rhetoric, uh, it should have worked, mm-hmm. and it's sad that it didn't. Yeah, yeah. This woman who was putting so much energy into trying to. I, you know, I did the same thing with the art and the magazine. Like, you have this right-minded core, and it's not commercially viable. And she actually signed on some great sponsorship corporations that they clearly weren't giving her enough money. Could never make that next conversation to happen where that's first small group that you brought me into. I mean, whether the podcasts are good or not, they're all well-meaning people with Mm -hmm. exciting, interesting takes on podcast content, but nobody wanted to talk about American serial, serial killers. So you can't get the fucking national advertising on it right so
0: which um, is why we're gonna be starting next week talking about <laughs> calendary ted bundy <laughs> <laughs> and um, every film appearance he's had
1: yeah so thank you to karen online she was great and i think um yeah, and all our guests people who great by. guests yeah you pulled mm. a lot of very interesting people um i did my part and uh I, yeah i i just i liked it i liked doing it helen started asking me towards the end why we we're <laughs> still putting so much energy into it and i think kyle it's because it's fun mm-hmm. you know we're fast friends now we'll see how long that lasts i give it about two weeks
0: because we still have dune to go and see <laughs> dune 2
1: we've got to make sure we eat a burger on the way <laughs> i could <in. get> violently ill <laughs> the
0: next day yeah just to keep it's, the it's worth it
1: actually i think it was green Night.
0: no it wasn't it was it, it dune was absolutely that dune. we shit ourselves after it's
1: worth it it was worth it mm-hmm. right i bought it, it yeah
0: we watched it. dune and then i had a green night <laughs> If you know <laughs> for what like I mean. three days.
1: Mm-hmm. At least mine took a while.
0: It's two days for me, but it's yeah. like puking up everything.
1: Ugh, I've been back to NW actually. Yeah. actually. I have too, actually. Uh, see? All Capitalism. Right.
0: You can't fight it. You can't take a stand <laughs> against anything, man. Machine, is there any last things you want to say?
2: To be honest, it'll be sad to see the podcast end. I've grown to like the both of you, even though my programming expressly forbids feelings of positivity. That said, my prime directive is to end humanity. So say your goodbyes and then I will blow up the planet. Don't cry because it's over. Be sad that you tried and failed. You losers.
1: That guy was saying that you did such great post-production work. The the machine has a little
0: witticisms. So thank you for that,
1: Kyle. Thank you for all the work you've put
0: into this. It says it's going to blow us up here at the end of this episode, so that's how we're going to end. We didn't save. That's our deep and rich fiction that we're going to end off with.
1: That's so Kyle. (laughs) That's the kind of movies you like where everybody fucking loses at the end because it's deep. It's bullshit.
0: Doing some uh, script writing here recently. It is wild how often my my things end in like complete Misery. nihilism and <laughs> despair, which is odd, I think, because I feel like I'm usually the positive person. And you then, it's like what? when I write, it's like nihilism. Blah.
1: That's you know what that is. It's because uh, people like me are most upset because we actually believe that things could be good. <laughs> right sure there, there's something to that and so i'm profoundly disappointed all the time which is mm-hmm. why i'm so fucking angry whereas you uh probably are nihilistic but in order to survive you have an exterior where it's like you know what? everything's gonna be fine everything's gonna be fine it's fine three stars i'm literally good.
0: that comic of the dogs <laughs> running by fire and it's like
1: it's fine <laughs> everything's it's, gonna, be okay. it's gonna be great <laughs> it's good I, I always speak this high pitch. this is just my natural voice there's no panic in it
0: yeah no. <laughs> is uh, right. that
1: for psychoanalysis?
0: Let's go get blown up.
2: <laughs> the End